This is the Only Human podcast from Community Radio 4ZZZ out of Brisbane, Australia. And this week on Only Human, we have a special guest in the studio, uh, Mr. Alastair McEwen, former National Disability Discrimination Commissioner and now Commissioner at the Royal Commission into Violence, Abuse, ne- Neglect and Exploitation of People with Disability, also known as the Disability Royal Commission. The commissioners are travelling the country, hearing submissions from people with disability who have experiences of abuse and or and also their their carers and supporters. And this week they'll be in Ipswich and Logan. So today on the show we'll be talking about how you can make a submission and what support is available. And later in the show, local community events and activities that you can get involved in. Excellent. Okay. So welcome so much, Alistair McEwen. Thank you very much for having me. It's so exciting to have you actually in the studio because we've tried to do interviews with you on the phone and the technology failed us in the past. So it's really good to have you actually here in real life. Uh, and I'm delighted to be here with all of you. Yeah, so first of all, uh, people who are listening to our show, uh, a lot of them will be people with disabilities. So um, they'd probably like to hear a little bit about your experiences and how you felt about um, ending your job as the Disability Discrimination Commissioner, because that's so interesting. Yes, I'm the immediate former Disability Discrimination Commissioner. I was based at the Australian Human Rights Commission. I was there from July 2016 until April 2019 when I was appointed to the Disability Royal Commission. It was a true privilege to serve the Australian public, in particular people with disabilities in that former role, and it is now an ongoing privilege to serve the community in this capacity. So did you, you, did you leave your job as Disability Discrimination Commissioner specifically to take part in the Royal Commission? That's right. I resigned on the same day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So during your time as the Disability Discrimination Commissioner, what, what would you say was a highlight of that experience for you? Well, as a person with a disability myself, I was born deaf, so I have experienced discrimination all my life. So I am very aware of the many barriers that people with disabilities experience in daily life. So I saw the appointment as being Disability Discrimination Commissioner, an opportunity to have conversation, to develop policies, to work with the government and with the community to try and get change. And that's not easy, but having said that, it was a role also to educate people with out disabilities about the it's very important for people with disabilities to live lives on an equal basis to anyone else. Mm-hmm. And what did, what some of my do? highlights, sorry yes. Kim, I realised mm-hmm. you asked me about highlights, some of my highlights were meeting many, many wonderful people with disabilities and their organisations who are doing so much work in the community and a lot of it goes unrecognised or goes without attention. So I saw part of my role was to bring that knowledge and bring that information to the wider community. And one more highlight was to be working with amazing people in the community about how we can improve human rights for all. So during that time while you were the Disability Discrimination Commissioner, you must have heard some terrible stories about difficult times people had. Is that... um, I guess you're hearing a lot more of that now as a disability as a disability um, royal commissioner. That's right, Kim. 
In my role as Disability Discrimination Commissioner, I heard daily stories of abuse, stories of discrimination, stories of neglect. And even though I've been an advocate for many years, it was important for me to say, okay, time, it's time for change. What can I do to change the attitude? What can I do to change society to make sure that those stories don't ever occur again? Mm -hmm. And I did hear a lot of stories about violence and abuse and neglect and exploitation. And as we now have seen, we now have a Royal Commission focusing on those four issues. Yes, that, that's um, people are holding a lot of hope for that Royal Commission, aren't they? And quite rightly so. This is an opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for myself and my Commissioner colleagues to examine and to investigate allegations and issues of violence, abuse, neglect and exploitation and to make recommendations that will be transformational that can then be taken up by government, organisations and the community to make sure that we don't ever hear into the future these kind of stories again. Mm. What sort of changes would you like to see happen uh, amongst government and in the community as a result of these investigations? The terms of reference that we have for the Disability Royal Commission are very broad. We are required to examine all forms of abuse, violence, neglect and exploitation in all settings. So it's a very broad remit. What I would like to see is for when we examine those issues to say this is what needs to change and our recommendation will be one that can be resulting in change. And also, the terms of reference include the convention, the UN convention, United Nations Convention on the Right of Persons with Disabilities. So that's been incorporated into the terms of reference, and that is best practice disability rights. And so we need to see in Australian society, the UN convention made a reality. Mm -hmm. So just how much, I mean, obviously, to be able to... Uh meet the needs of people with disabilities, a lot of people with disabilities have to be involved in that process, don't they? So just how many people with disabilities are involved in the actual Royal Commission itself besides the submitters? Well, there's a lot of people with disabilities involved. So we have two commissioners with disabilities, myself and Professor Rhonda Galbally, AC. We have a First Nations commissioner, Commissioner Andrea Mason, and then we have other commissioners who have experience in being judges and also working with government bureaucracy. So as you can as you can see, a wide range of experience and expertise. And the chair, Ronald Sackfield, is uh, a former judge, and he is responsible for overseeing the Royal Commission, working with his colleagues. We also have staff with disabilities and we also make sure our access is such that no one is discriminated or is unable to engage with the Royal Commission in a way that meets their needs. Mm -hmm. So, um, oh Madonna, would you like to ask any questions? Um, it's exciting to be here with you in, in the room. Um, and my, my questions are uh, about um, the barriers for people with cognitive issues. Um, language processing of the information and the lack of appropriate information. Um, how, how will the Royal Commission deal with that issue? Mm. 
That's a really good question, Madonna. And we are very conscious that this is the community, this is the Disability Communities Royal Commission, and we need to be accessible. And right from day one, we, are, we have made sure that we are either, we have either implemented uh, the right access or we are working towards accessibility. So we have, for example, easy read material. Our new website, which has been released very soon, has been user tested amongst um, a number of people with disabilities, including people with intellectual or cognitive disabilities and people who are blind. And we also have staff who are experienced in producing materials in alternative format. So for us, accessibility is very much front of mind and we have an accessibility and inclusion strategy and we always welcome feedback. We want to make sure that anyone with a disability, no matter where they are in Australia, can engage with us. I suppose leading on from that question, that great question, Madonna, is um, people with intellectual disabilities who want to submit to the Commission, what sort of assistance do you give them? They can do it in a variety of ways. They can contact an advocacy organisation and if they're not sure, they can contact us first and the Royal Commission will refer them. They can bring whoever they want in terms of a support person. They can record the submission. They can just talk or they can have it video recorded and we will make sure that we translate it or receive it in an appropriate way. There's a lot of ways that they can engage and ultimately the most important thing is that they provide us with the sub submission in a way that is most comfortable to them. Mm -hmm. I guess one of the uh, side effects of making a submission to the Commission is, is fear people might have that there's going to be repercussions for them in their everyday lives. Is there any kind of protection for people's privacy? Absolutely, Kim. Uh, that is number one. It, it fundamentally, the way we work is anyone who provides us with any information, that is treated confidentially, confidentially, and we have protections in place to ensure that there are no repercussions for them sharing their stories or their experiences with us. So that uh, is required by law, and we also make sure that practically people are very aware that they, when they share their stories, it is done in a confidential basis. And will it stay that way or is it just a temporary privacy? Because I've heard that um, there was only a three-year limitation on the privacy of submissions. We are working towards ensuring that it remains beyond the life of the Commission. Right, that's great. Have you got any questions, MC Chosen? No. Uh, what other support out there you got for people with disabilities? That's a really good question because it's really important that when people talk to us they have the right support. We have counselling support, for example when we have our community forums and I know we'll talk about them in a minute, there are counsellors there who you can meet with before, during or after the community forum. We are running private sessions so again counsellors will be available. Private sessions are where you can meet with the commissioner privately and tell us about your story and a counsellor will be there. The other kind of support you can also get is through a free legal advisory service. So if people want to tell us their story, they can also contact the legal service. And there's also a service that provides free legal assistance. So for example, if you are a witness or you want to share our story with another way, we can uh, assist you financially. Whereabouts are you all based? 
the headquarters of the Disability Royal Commission are here in Brisbane. Oh, cool. We have offices also in Sydney and Canberra and a small office in Adelaide. Awesome. And you can also find an advocacy group near you if you have yeah. a look on the internet or ask your support worker. Yeah, awesome. You are listening to the Only Human podcast. Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM and set digital on DAB Plus radios. Love community media? You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4ZZZFM.org.au.